It was raining that night. We had only been out in it for a few minutes, but your hair was already dripping. Though angry, you looked absolutely beautiful. Your hair was that dark shade of blonde. The blonde that looked like you hadn't showered that day, even though you had. Your brown eyes mirrored the mud on our shoes as your eyebrows furrowed above them. Your nose wrinkled in disgust when it started to spit rain. I swore the forecast that it would be a clear night. He looked at me like it was intentional. Just another lie I fed you. You did like to victimize yourself, didn't you? Even the slightest inconvenience was a personal offense. But for the record, I'm not the liar in this relationship. I never have been. We ran to the canopy for cover, and as soon as we reached it, you started yelling at me. At first, I figured this fight would be tacked onto the list of all the other ones. Just stupid little bickerings I bite my tongue through. But soon it was clear that this one was different. You screamed louder than you had ever screamed before, your face wet with tears and rain. Your fists balled up so tight your bones looked like they were going to rip through your skin. Your entire skeleton appeared to be trying to escape. I couldn't watch anymore, so I grabbed you, pulled you in my arms, and held you so firmly to my chest that you barely had room to breathe, let alone yell. We stood there for a few moments, silent. For the first time, I could say something. I could fight back. I didn't have the heart to do it, though. I knew whatever I said to you would twist it around to your advantage. I told you I loved you. You told me you had to leave. Said you couldn't get your shirt wet. I was a friend's. The shirt in question was just a t-shirt that had a logo of the local guitar shop, Sam's Town, on it. It didn't look anything special. I could see holes beginning to form at the collar. I'm not going to let you go, I said. It's just a lightning. You struggled out of my hug and stuck your hands in your pockets. Your eyes wouldn't meet mine for some reason. Almost like it was too painful. I realized you were upset at the rain, not for ruining our date but for interrupting the news you were going to give me. You brought me to the park to break things off. Our park. So many good things happened in that park. I offered to drive you home, but you insisted on having someone else pick you up. The owner of the shirt. You said you'd wait in the nearby McDonald's. You can't stand McDonald's, I said. Even the smell makes you gag. You actually laughed. I can manage, you said. You walked away. I let you walk away. Why did I let you walk away? Your hands reached for your hair to tighten a bun as your figure faded into the grainy night. I stood there until your presence was just a memory. And then your entire existence was just a memory. Police stations don't look the way they do in the TV shows, I found out. There aren't cops just lounging at a desk inside reading the newspaper while drinking a coffee. In fact, you can't see anyone. There's a huge wall in the corner of the room with a little box in the middle that you can hand IDs and documents through. The wall is made of some type of chrome material, so you can look at your petrified face as you approach it. Name? The secretary asked. Iris Wood, I answered. I heard her typing some things in, and then an officer came out of one of the doors. It's about my height. Pretty plain looking. All cops look the same to me nowadays. He led me to a room close to the lobby where he was going to ask me about you. Again, not like the TV shows. There wasn't a huge lamp hanging from the ceiling designed to make me sweat the truth. 
Only some certificates and a couple medals. The medals, I noticed, were not for policing, but for bowling in what seemed to be a hot dog eating contest. I wonder how many he ate. So we're just going to go through the standard interrogation procedure. I ask you questions about that night and you try not to soil my desk with your tears. Probably a lot of hot dogs, I decided. An extreme amount of hot dogs. I sat down in the middle chair that was waiting for me. When was the last time you saw Jennifer Serling? A week ago. Cornerstone Park. What time? 9pm, sir. He looked at me as if this seemed suspicious. Though I bet everything seems suspicious when someone goes missing. What were you two doing at Cornerstone Park at night in the pouring rain? Just having a walk, I said. If he was going to get specifics from me, he was going to have to get out the lamp. It was our secret, that park. A safe space where we could be ourselves without everyone watching. Did you ever think about that when you were picking out your last known location? Every memory of that park is tainted now. It's just a supposed crime scene. Of course, things were going to be ruined either way, weren't they? You never intended to stay with me. I see that now. I was looking for your next ride when I was out of gas. A walk that ended up being her last, the officer said. Look, Iris, you aren't the first person I've spoken to about this case. Nearby residents heard screaming that night. You were the only one who was with her. You realize what this looks like, right? Is there anything she said to you or did that made you upset? Are you asking me if I had a motive to kill my best friend? I asked. Look, just tell me what you want to know and I'll tell you. I would never do anything to hurt her. He gave me a long, hard look. He leaned across the table to whisper in my ear. He had a strong scent of onion, like he just ate them raw. I know what you're doing here, he said. Oh, I would never do anything to harm my little friend. Trying to make yourself sound innocent well it doesn't work on me ma'am i told you the truth i said jenny was a friend of mine and i did not kill her he backed away and gave me a nasty smug grin it was exactly what he wanted to make me emotional to get me to crack well if there's anyone more stubborn than you jen it's me i know my rights and i'm not going to talk to you without my attorney <laughs> an attorney 23, I don't think I've ever even spoken to an attorney before. Sounded good, though. I think it's time I'm let go, don't you think? I asked. Without waiting for an answer, I left the room. I heard a muffled laugh from behind the closed door. They'd call me later, asking for the phone number of the alleged attorney. I reached my car, unlocked it, and just sat inside. I started to cry. Something shined in the corner of my vision. Wrapped around my rearview mirror was your necklace. Your necklace? Why was it here? A long silver chain with a lavender pendant shaped like a rabbit. I bought it for you when we went to the Renaissance Fair together. There was a shack that sold all kinds of different crystals, most of them fake, I assume. Each gem on every necklace had a unique shape, like crunchy Cheetos, you said. I told you to pick one out. I'd buy it for you. You never had any money on you, always living paycheck to paycheck. You squeezed my hand before running to the table with the amethysts. When I caught up to you, you already picked one out. You had the biggest smile on your face. It's a rabbit, you said, lifting it up to show me. I took it and sure enough, you could barely make out the ears and tail, but they were there. 
Rabbits were your favorite animal, he told me, because they liked the dark like you, and had big feet, also like you. You know what else you have in common with rabbits, Jen? You like to run and hide. The thing that doesn't make sense about this whole thing is that the police are referring to you as if you're already dead. No missing persons posters, no grand search parties, they haven't even found your body yet, yet they're already investigating your murder. But you aren't dead, are you? I bet you tip the cops off so you could skip town. But why? Why would you leave your friends and family behind without a word? Why would you leave me behind? Despite everything, I love you, Jenny. You're a shitty person, but I love you. And I will find you. And I know exactly where my first stop will be. Sam's Town. It's a local store. I can't imagine a lot of people buy their t-shirts. It's not much, but it's a start. And that's enough for me.